Welcome back to the Project 24 Blogging Podcast. This is episode 175. Seventy-five. I feel like, wow, that's close. That's We're getting close, getting to, close 200. to 200. We're going to have to do something fun. We'll figure that out mm-hmm. soon. Well, today it's Nathan and I. Welcome, Nathan. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> of course, of course. So we've got some great questions from the community, as always, and a great little discussion here. So let's get started. The first one is from Khalid Aga. And they say, it's a pain to share how much time I have wasted even after starting my blog. My blog is 10 months old and I have only published 60 posts despite being free all day, 40 of which are from the first two months. Now I realized it and started to work on it again. The good news is I'm getting a uh, some results, uh, 2,000 page views per month, domain authority rose to eight, and I have got a little bit of experience in the niche and blogging. I know the work is so little, and I have made mistakes in the first 30 posts, and I consider them almost useless posts. Still, I am getting some results. Since the site is showing results and has potential, I want to work on it full time. How many posts should I publish per day? Or week. Uh, remember, I am full time, free, and want to work on it as much as I can. Well, awesome. Uh, this is a good realization to come to. Um, it sounds like you kind of pushed hard at the beginning, and then over the last few months, took a little bit of a break, or maybe not a complete break, but at least slowed down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I, I would say, almost lucky in your case that you are seeing some results um, from those first posts. Um, not that you shouldn't, because if you followed the plan, then you should be seeing some results. But I think that seeing the results, it sounds like it's kind of re-motivated you, um, which I think is awesome. <clears throat> and so kind of to answer your questions here at the end, um, how many posts should you publish per day or per week? I would say at this point, if you are working full-time on it, I would publish a minimum of one a day. Um, I think that that would maybe be light. However, um, if you are working on this, you say full-time, let's just say full-time is 40 hours a week. Uh, writing blog posts for 40 hours a week um, ongoing is probably not going to be sustainable. And so I w- probably wouldn't recommend doing more than two blog posts a day. Um, and again, this really depends person to person, but based on what your your previous experiences with it sounds like you maybe got burned out a little bit. Um, I I I think that your biggest probable problem here is going to be burnout. And so two posts a day, you could probably sustain that. Um, that could probably be four to six hours of writing per day and research time included there. So I would say that would probably be a good schedule. I mean, if you do a post a day for a year, well, great, that's three hundred sixty five posts. If you do two a day for a year, you know, double that. So I think that's a ton of posts you're gonna have all that content coming out and then have some consistent articles being put on the website i think that that would be a perfect schedule for you Um, and it might be a good opportunity if you do have a lot of extra time dive into your niche more uh, try and learn more do some more research and then also if you don't feel comfortable with your technical skills um, you know find some channels on youtube and learn more about wordpress and um, things that you can do with your blog just to make it better and maybe not make it better because you don't want to waste a ton of time um, on extra things, but just learn how to um, become competent with website building. So anyway, it sounds like you have a, a good plan here. I think that you can definitely grow this to some success. Mm-hmm. And I'd just like to say the fact that you are getting some results means or indicates to me that you must have been doing something yes. right in yep. those posts. So don't be too hard on yourself. Give yourself a little pat on the back there. Yeah. 
So just take those things that you've done right and uh, only improve them from here on out. Okay, so the next question is from Laser Edge, and they say, I'm building out a blog that is a broader niche with closely related sub-niches. For argument's sake, I'm assuming that the initial sub-niche has 10 posts already created. I'm not too sure when it is the right time to start building out on other sub-niches. Do I keep building out the original sub-niche until I run dry? Keep fully built out sub-niche as is, long enough for Google to fully identify the topic and then move on. Diversify into second sub-niche as I have an initial core of posts already, or does it even matter at this stage? What should I do and why? <laughs> yeah, a really good question here. Um, we did a video a couple of months back on the Income School YouTube channel kind of talking about this concept. Um, website structure at its very basic form. You know, we take um, the niche, and you said kind of you are in a broader niche, and it sounds like you've niched down to start into a sub-niche. A great place to start. Um, I think it just depends on the size of that sub-niche that you're pursuing. Um, so I think the example we used in the video was cycling as the overarching niche. Um, and then we kind of talked about like indoor cycling, cycle training, outdoors. So like we had a couple sub-niches that we kind of branched down to. Um, but then even within like the indoor cycling sub-niche, there's like training regiments. There's diet for cycle training. There's like kind of sub-sub-niches within that. And so I say the answer to your question really depends on where you are I guess on that, on that pyramid, like you're not all the way at the top. It sounds like you've niched down. Have you niched all the way down? Cause if so, if you've niched way, way down to a sub, sub, sub niche, then maybe 10 posts is enough. And then maybe you do want to move over to a different sub niche. Um, however, if you're kind of at the second level, um, in my example, kind of like the indoor cycling, um, then yeah, you might want to write 20 or 30 posts there and kind of sub niche down one more time from that that sub niche and then and take a couple different groups of posts or groups of topics um, before you move on Uh, we recommend that you can start with three sub topics in your niche um, and you just want to make sure that you have enough content in each of those sub topics um, so that google can see that you have some authority on the topic Uh, they want to see completeness of the topic very recently, we've had a lot of people reach out to us and say they've been disapproved for ads. Mm. Uh, Google's not approving them for ads. And a lot of times it's because people only write a few posts on a specific category or topic. And when they actually go to categorize the topic, they only have two posts or three posts in the category. And Google will deny the monetization for ads because they see that the content is thin. It, it looks like there's not enough there. So I would say, you know, minimum 10 articles um, if it's sub, sub, sub niche down. Um, And then if you're kind of just niched down one level, then maybe try and find some more topics there, maybe 20 or 30 topics before moving over to a different niche or sub niche. Perfect. All right. Next one is from Kelly Posh. And they say, hello, I'm very new to this program. And after going through about a third of the content, I'm hoping I made the right choice in the course. Well, thank you for joining. Um, They say, I am in the fitness industry and coach athletes in a niche strength sport. I'm trying to branch out and launch my own business. I intend this to be an in-person service focusing on training actual clients part-time around my day job hours. As a supplement to the in-person aspect, which is pretty small, possibly capped only to six to eight clients to a total due to time and space constraints, I'm creating a YouTube channel. I know income school doesn't recommend a fitness blog, which is fine, but I'd like to use the Akabato theme in WordPress 
and the blogging program to create my gym website. I'd like to at least leave a home page, about page, content page, contact page rather, and one or two informational pages to list services, location, hours, etc. Eventually, I'd like to offer my own products like training programs and reviews and things like that, but only after I put substantial effort into the in-person training business and YouTube channel. Does this match anyone else's business model and does the Akabato theme support a business website or is it only meant for a bloggy content site? Also, do you have any recommendations for a WordPress theme which may be more suited for my use case? Really good question here. First of all, welcome Mm -hmm. uh, to Project 24. Uh, We're happy to have you. Um, There are so many options here and I think that probably the hardest decision or the hardest part about making this decisions is that there are so many mm-hmm. probably good options. Um, I think that your business model sounds perfectly viable yep. to pair a YouTube channel or potentially a brochure type website um, with a f- physical in-person business is a great idea. Uh, it just gives you the opportunity to have a larger audience rather than only reaching six to eight clients. You're able to reach potentially mm-hmm so many more clients on YouTube or potential clients for your future online offerings. Um, And so as far as some of the technical side of things here with the theme of your website, um, Akabato is primarily built for blog. It's it's more of a blog-focused theme. I wouldn't say it's a brochure site-focused theme. Um, Akabato is built to be simple. It's built to be fast. Um, and so if that's what you're looking for, simply to avoid confusion early on, then it could be okay. Um, you can pair Akabato with some page builders um, or like page builder plugins that can make it so you can have more customized looking pages. So if you were to use Akabato, that's what I would recommend is I'd recommend pairing it with a page builder plugin. Um, and if you just look in the community, there's quite you, if you do a quick search about like uh, page builder or, or plug it page builder plugin or something like that. You'll see quite a few options of pe- that people have talked about. Um, and so that, w- that's what I would do if I were you using Akabato. Um, now, as far as using another theme for a brochure site, there are probably plenty of other good free themes, um, that you could use, um, for, for your brochure site that might look a little more like you would want your website to look. Um, probably if I were you, what I would do is I'd try and find other people who you would like to, in the YouTube course, we call it drafting uh, on a YouTube channel, Some someone who you kind of look up to, you kind of hope your channel to be somewhat like theirs. And I would try and see if they have a website. And I would try and see what their website looks like um, to try and get an idea of what the industry expectation is. Um, and then I would try and find a theme that you think can look something like that. Um, whether that's Akabata with a page builder, whether that's another free theme or another paid theme, um, really overall, um, it probably doesn't matter a ton what theme you end up going with. Um, you, of course, you're going to want something relatively fast. You're going to want something easy to use or at least something learnable. Um, but overall, I don't think you can go wrong here. Just do your research. Um, again, like I said, search around in the community for other themes that people recommend. Um, and I think that you'll probably, you'll probably be okay no matter what uh, path you choose. So, and I would also say that your brochure site, especially in the beginning, um, if I would kind of focus on the YouTube channel, focus on the YouTube system, because I think it's 
pretty late in the phases of the YouTube system that it actually talks about building a brochure site. And so just stick with the YouTube system. Don't get ahead of yourself here um, because we will recommend you build the brochure site at the time when you really need it. So good luck. We're really excited for you. Yeah. And I would just like to address the sentence about, you know, um, you're in the fin- fitness industry and income school doesn't recommend a fitness blog. That um, isn't necessarily the case. Yeah. I think it's more about your approach. Right. So obviously fitness is very competitive. There's a lot of blogs out there. There's a lot of articles about out there, but at the same time, like we're doing cookforfolks.com and that's a very competitive niche yeah. cooking food, you know, but we are coming at the topics, um, or the blog articles that we're writing at different angles yeah. and it's, it's doing quite well because we're finding cracks and different articles to write mm-hmm. about that are not covered out right. there, but also have search volume. So if you just follow um, the course and also use the search analysis tool to find those good topics to write about, um, you'll be just fine, which yeah. can also obviously drive traffic to your website and, and help your um, in-person business as well as your online business. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, uh, next question is from Jindu Jun. And they say, I'm currently wondering if merging all my websites together is a good idea and would love some feedback. Let's say I have several sites in the sports and fitness niche. One is about CrossFit, one about cycling, another is about powerlifting, and so on and so forth. Would it be a good idea if you would make all these sites one and create a big sports website? Or would I lose authority in these particular niches when my website suddenly isn't only about CrossFit anymore, but sports in general. Merging sites would have several benefits in my opinion, such as I could lower my costs. I would only work on one site. It's easier to sell one site than five. I might be able to get higher payments from Mediavine because all my traffic is combined. And I'd like to create a big authority site that makes some big numbers when it comes to money. A downside would be if anything happens to this one site, the impact would be bigger and I am done. Are there any other downsides? Could I lose some traffic in the process? What should I look out for? Thank you so much, Jay. Really good question here. And I would say there's a lot of pieces here that we could kind of talk about. Um, So I'm just going to kind of try and start at the top. I have the whole question laid out here in front of me. So um, merging all the websites, uh, kind of the overall general question, is it a good or a bad idea? Um, It could go either way. You know, I think that one of the first thing you asked is, would you lose part? Would you lose authority in the particular niches um, if the off if all the sites come together? And I don't think so. The reason that large authority sites lose out on the articles to people like us, to creators like us, it's because they don't take the time to write those articles. And so, if you build, since you've already built the sites kind of independently, you know, looking for the long tail. Uh, search phrases and that sort of thing, I think that combining together shouldn't be a problem. As long as you continue to approach them as you have been approaching them in the past using the same tactics that we teach, um, you should be just fine. I mean, we've built up some pretty large sites um, in the past with a variety of topics on them. You know, uh, the one that comes to my mind is Outdoor Troop um, was a big one that covered a ginormous range of niches. And the site's done really well. Um, You know, we've had some large pet sites that have done pretty well uh, that have covered a variety of pets. So I don't think that you're going to lose authority as long as you continue to do the search analysis the way that you've always done the search analysis. 
Um, merging the sites, you talk about a couple benefits here. Lowering your costs. Um, I'm assuming you're talking about hosting costs, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, that'll definitely save you some money. Um, working on one site versus working on all the different sites. I, I totally see that value there um, as I overlook the income school portfolio it is hard to focus on a lot of different sites um, at once rather than just focusing on one site um, however if you have all the sites combined um, you're still going to have to do search analysis batches for the individual topics um, so you're right it will keep the site being updated in some form or another depending on what category you're working on so i could see that as a pro um, but that's probably not too big of a deal um, let's see Easier to sell one site than five sites. Uh, that can be true. It's not always true. Um, if you have a $1 million site, uh, that's going to be actually probably harder to sell than 10 $100,000 sites um, because there are less. the, the buyer pool is smaller. Um, not to say that it can't be done, um, but it, would, it could potentially be harder. I do understand that the actual selling process could be time intensive and it is time intensive, which is probably what you're meaning here with the five sites being easier or the one site being easier than five. Um, and then higher payments from Mediavine with more traffic, definitely a potential there. Um, creating an authority site, I think is a great idea. Um, it, you know, it, it brings a lot of opportunity for, like you said, large ad payments, lots of monetization opportunities. Um, Sometimes people run into um, problems if they want to do something like a, um, an info product because they have all of these different topics on their website and one info product doesn't necessarily match the entire audience. It might only match one-tenth of your audience or one-twentieth of your audience. And so you may not need to end up creating five or ten info products kind of directed at the different niches uh, to find something that actually sells to the different parts of your audience. Um, and then as far as some of the downsides you talked about, um, what if the site gets hacked, broken, hosting issues? Definitely something to think about. Um, however, I would imagine that you're hosting all your sites with probably the same host anyway. So if your host went down, whether it's one site or five sites, it's likely that all go down. Um, and then as far as getting hacked, you're right. There's more risk of just, um, you know, it's the risk of no diversification. Um, if one gets hacked, Versus if you had four others that were still making money. Um, yeah, definitely possible. Um, any other downsides? Could you lose traffic? Possibly. If you don't do it right, you'd want to make sure you do all your redirects correctly. Um, it is probably a fairly technical process and probably time consuming. But if you did it right, if you were pretty comfortable with the technology, it's probably unlikely that you lose traffic. Um, things to look out for. Other than the things that I've already kind of mentioned, I don't know if there's a lot of other things that you need to look out for um, other than just making sure you're very careful about actually making the transfer. Um, and then as far as the diversification, having one big site, like I said, is great. Um, maybe you could consider putting four of the five together or three of the five together and then having a couple others still broken out just to kind of protect yourself that way. Um, but overall, I think that it, I, I could see it either way. I could see you having a portfolio of small to medium-sized sites. I could see it being one large site. Um, I would probably lean toward some mm -hmm. additional sites rather than just one large site uh, because I'm fairly risk-averse, and I think that that would make more sense for me. But anyway, I think that either way, I think you're not going to go wrong either way. I've heard stories of people who combine their sites together and they get more traffic. I've heard of somewhere they combine it to get a little bit less traffic. Um, but overall, it's just a, it's really just a personal preference at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And I kind of lean toward uh, the way you were saying, mm-hmm. Nathan, have a little bit of diversification. Um, obviously, you said, like you said, it can work either way. But for me personally, that would make me feel a little mm-hmm. bit better if you already had those sites. Right. Um, yeah. Merging some of them together, but then right. still having one or two on the side mm-hmm. uh, just in case. Yeah. I, I personally like to play it safe. Yeah. Um, and that feels <laughs> a little bit better. You know, we just had um, a Google algorithm update mm-hmm. just roll out here. Um, some sites saw losses. Some sites saw some wins. Uh, with one site, you know, when you roll the dice and did your site get hit? Did you lose 20% of traffic? Did you gain 20%? Um, versus if you had four or five websites, maybe you only lose 20% of your traffic on some of the sites and then you gain some on the others. So just, uh, just some things to think about. But uh, overall, good luck with good luck with your decision. I think that it's kind of an exciting thing to think about. Um, but at the end of the day, just make sure that you're really sure about the path that you want to take. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just to clarify, we're talking about like someone who already has several sites, yes. not a beginner. Yes. So we don't recommend as a beginner, you know, brand new blog, starting several mm-hmm. uh, sites at the same time. Just yeah. start with one, get to know the process, the yep. writing, you know, build up traffic on that one site. And then when you get an mm-hmm. audience, we, you could start thinking about those yeah. additional sites. Yeah. And that's a really good point. I think that maybe the decision to merge versus keeping them apart could be, well, what's the size of the traffic? Mm-hmm. You said potentially more traffic on Mediavine, which makes me think at least some of your sites have more than 50,000 page views a month. Um, so you might be at a good size to merge. Um, but like you said, there's potential for loss there. So maybe rather than merging them all, you could potentially look into selling one or mm-hmm. two of them. Um, if that if you're kind of just looking to make things a little easier to reduce some costs, and then you have some money to work with too if you decide to sell a couple. So anyway, lots of opportunity, lots lots of options there. So good luck, good luck making that decision. Yeah, absolutely, good luck. All right, well, thank you so much for listening to the Project Twenty Four Blogging Podcast, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.